Mike check 717. This is Eric T. Jones, a.k.a. Brother Jones, and I just need five minutes of your time. Today marks a watershed moment in black history. Juneteenth. On June 19, 1865, Major General Gordon Granger pulled up in Galveston, Texas. Two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation and two months after Confederate General Robert E. Lee threw up the proverbial white flag. How ironic. With 2,000 soldiers in his command, Granger read General Order No. 3, freeing 250,000 enslaved persons in Texas. Side note, slavery didn't end after Granger's order. Nevertheless, this state is significant. When you get a chance, I encourage you to read General Order No. 3, but if you don't, no worries, let me break it down for you. There are two problematic statements Granger makes that don't sit well with my spirit. Number one, Granger declared the master-slave relationship became an employer-labor relationship. That sounds good in theory, but that isn't quite what happened in practice. Immediately following emancipation, the South instituted black codes that restricted free persons socially, politically, and economically. This was the precursor to Jimmy Crow. If free persons rejected the master-turned-employer's labor contract, they were fined, arrested, or relegated to involuntary servitude. Number two. Granger stated the military would not support free persons who engaged in idleness. In other words, if you're not laboring for the white man, you are an idler. Now, some free persons rejected labor contracts and risked being victimized by black codes. They could not grasp plowing the soil that had already been fertilized with their blood, sweat, and tears. Despite fear of the unknown, leaving the plantation embodied freedom. In addition, the military's unwillingness to support free persons outside of making labor arrangements with people who previously enslaved them, foreshadows the government's continual refusal to set free persons and their descendants up for success. From Juneteenth's inception, the Union Army was very clear with their intentions. Free persons, you are on your own. I don't share this information to disparage our ancestors that celebrated Juneteenth, nor our family, friends, or foes who continue the tradition. They should absolutely commemorate the idea of emancipation. But Juneteenth invites us to consider whether emancipation has truly come into fruition. Think about the events that occurred after Juneteenth. Number one, the KKK was founded on December 24, 1865. They had the unmitigated caucasity to establish a terrorist organization on Christmas Eve, six months after Granger's order. Number two, the United States traded in slavery for slavery by another name. The Civil War amendments passed during Reconstruction, 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, were gutted. To be frank, the 13th Amendment was dead on arrival given it made slavery legal via convict leasing. Regarding the 14th and 15th Amendments, well, the Supreme Court took care of that. I don't have time to go into detail how our civil rights and voting rights were nullified, but I recommend you look up the following cases. Number one, slaughterhouse cases. Number two, United States versus Reese. Number three, United States versus Cruikshank. Number four, civil rights cases of 1883. Number five, oh, you should know this one, Plessy versus Ferguson. The legalization of the separate but equal doctrine, which solidified Jim Crow. W.E.B. Du Bois said it best. The slave went free, stood a brief moment in the sun, then moved back again toward slavery. You know how many civil rights acts the United States done passed? There was one in 1866, 1870, 1871, 
1875, 1957, 1960, and the well-known Civil Rights Act of 1964. We have been passing Civil Rights Acts since 1866. What does that tell us about emancipation? How many Civil Rights Acts do we need until we realize Congress, Democrat and Republican, are just playing with our feelings? There is a difference between passing laws and enforcing laws, which brings me back to Juneteenth. This Juneteenth Independence Day Act, it's a nice gesture, but it's limited if people fail to understand its contemporary relevance. My ancestors were, air quotes, emancipated without compensation. Meanwhile, these slave masters got compensated for their loss of property. Make it make sense for me. I know you can't. What about this Commission to Study and Develop Reparations Proposals for African Americans Act? John Conyers and Sheila Jackson Lee been introducing this bill since 1989. I was just two years old. And that's just to study the idea of reparations. As of Juneteenth, 2021, the bill has not received a full vote in the House or Senate. Quite frankly, we are still looking for our Juneteenth, a tangible reason to celebrate emancipation. Well, my five minutes are up. Keep your head on a swivel until next time. 